Hello and welcome to Pinot and Perfume. I am your host, Sarah Chacon, and thank you for joining me for another week. I know last week I unexpectedly took off just because summertime. Um, we had some friends, they invited us to their pool, we had a good time, we laughed, we conversed, we played sequence, which I hadn't played in a minute, and that's so fun. Yeah, so it was one of those things, like when we got home that evening, um, I didn't feel, last thing I wanted to do was record the podcast, so I was like, eh, you know what, I'll just bump it up another week, uh, or bump it back another week. So that's what happened last week, that's why there was no new episode. Um, so I'm doing what would have been last week's episode this week. Before I do that, I just want to go over some things that have been living in my head rent-free that I need to share um, because they haunt me. The first one is um, the from the Netflix show Sex Life. Um, if you've been living under a rock, you might not have heard this show. It has recently made waves for having full frontal male nudity in the third episode about 20 minutes in in case you wanted to fast forward and see apparently um the penis in question is very big uh i am proud to say that my friend jenna uh saw that episode called bullshit on that very large penis and did some googling it turns out it is a prosthetic um but that's not why it's living in my head rent free what people aren't talking about, and I don't know if like anybody else has seen it. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just focusing in the one time I did, my brain decided to be like hella detail-oriented. It was from that same episode, the third episode of that season. Uh, they're the main girl and the, the actor with the big penis. They get into a fight. Like they're dating, right? So they get into a fight. Um, he brings her to meet the family, to meet his mom. Um, he ends up getting a surprise attack from his stepdad. He didn't think his stepdad would be there. They don't get along. He takes it on his girlfriend. They get into a fight. She goes back to her apartment. Later on that evening, he comes to her apartment. And he does the whole like Stanley Kowalski Stella thing. You know, he's like throwing shit at her window, wanting her to let him up so he can explain and apologize. She does. And so he's on, they're on the couch in her living room and he's talking about like his, you know, his troubled past, blah, 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 like why he was being such an asshole. And the one thing I noticed is when he's talking, they show his nails or like his hand, I, I don't, they don't like zoom in on his nails, but his hands come into view and he has like dirt underneath his fingernails. <laughs> and the reason that's living in my head rent-free is because earlier on in that episode, um, he finger bangs her. He finger bangs her a lot in the show that I've seen. I've only seen the first two episodes. He's always finger banging her. And I know that it's fake. I know that it's, you know, they're actors, blah, blah, blah. But it does kind of ruin the fantasy a little bit when you see him finger banging her and then like a couple scenes later, you see some dirt underneath his fingernails because you're like, ooh, all I can think of now is, you know, an infection, yeast infection, UTI, something that's maybe heretofore unknown. You know, there's certain things you don't want to introduce to the female vagina because that can fuck some shit up. So that's been living in my head rent free. Um, definitely, if you have not seen that, look for that because I need to share my, my misery with all of you guys. Um, I can't unsee it and I cannot 
I will not ever leave my brain. It's so gross. The second thing that's been living in my head rent-free that is gross is, was it last weekend? I think it was last, no, a couple Fridays ago. Uh, my friend and I went to go see a production of The Bodyguard. Um, there's this local community theater called The Garden Theater. It's in Winter Garden, Florida. Um, they have a lot of good plays. Like technically, I guess if this were in New York, it would be off-Broadway. They It is community theater, but it's good. Like a lot of the people that are, have been in the productions that I've seen in the past have done some work on Broadway shows. They've done, they perform for Disney and like Universal. They've done like local theater around here. The production quality is really, really good. I remember the first uh, time I went to go see a production, I forget which one we saw, um, but I was blown away at just how professional it was. I felt like it was like I was seeing a Broadway quality play in Florida you know, and not paying those Broadway prices. It was really good. And so they always have like really interesting uh, plays and musicals. And so they did The Bodyguard. And the theater did an excellent job making it COVID compliant. We all had to wear masks. Even the performers were wearing face shields, which there were some times where it was a little bit distracting, but for the most part, you kind of forgot that they were wearing them. So they weren't, it wasn't that bad. Um, everybody was set like socially distanced. Um, they didn't sell, you know, no food or drinks were allowed. They didn't sell their concessions. They even like at the end, um, th they, they told us to wait until like the ushers let us out row by row. Like it was a whole, the precautions were stellar. So during the intermission, I get up to go to the bathroom. As I'm walking out, you know, I wash my hands. I'm walking out. The lady in the stall next to the exit door pops out and she walks out the door and I heard the toilet flush. So this nasty bitch got done using the restroom and did not wash her hands before exiting. I mean, and she left before I did. Luckily I didn't have to touch the door after her. I just like, she, I think she held it for me. I did my elbows, which I wouldn't touch the door anyway after washing my hands. But it's one of those things, COVID aside, like, if not the past, like the past year, if you weren't one of those people who like to wash their hands thoroughly or at all, if anything with COVID-19, regardless of your feelings about it, you know, if, if you think it was too politicized, whatever, that should have at least kind of put it into your head that you need to wash your damn hands. But COVID aside, not washing your hands after using the bathroom is so nasty. I can't even imagine like, and even like my hands, like there's been times where I haven't been able to wash my hands after using the bathroom. Usually that's been a porta potty situation um, before an obstacle course race. Um, either they only had hand sanitizer or they didn't have soap available. And so, I mean, and I, my hands just feel nasty. Like they just feel dirty. I feel like I can just feel the bacteria crawling on them. And I'm not a germaphobe by any, any means, but I am pro- hygiene. And so for this bit, she was like a middle-aged lady, like I would say like maybe in her fifties. And she went and she's like, saw her friend or whatever, like saw somebody that she knew on out of, when she got out of the bathroom. She's like, oh, hey. And she was like hugging this lady. And I wanted to be like, don't let this lady touch you, touch you. She's gross. And she didn't wash her hands after leaving the bathroom. Like I wanted to blow her spot up, but I didn't, but I just couldn't believe 
I was blown away by people who did that before this pandemic, but especially after the pandemic, because if anything, like I would have thought that the pandemic would have made us all way more cognizant about washing our hands or using hand sanitizer. I use hand sanitizer more. Like I was never that type of person that carried hand sanitizer with them when I would go out and about. Now I can't not. Like I can't, like sometimes like I'll go to the store, you know, um, walk around. And then afterwards I would just feel the need to like spray down my hands. They just feel like they've got some stuff on them, you know? So I can't imagine going through the whole past year and a half and still pulling that same type of shenanigans and not washing your hands after using the bathroom. It's just, it's blown away. Like, oh, it blows me away. It's so gross. And yeah, so now that's in my head is that there are people that are still not washing their hands um, after they use the bathroom. And I saw one boldly demonstrate such a thing in the intermission at the bodyguard. And I wanted to throw up a little on my mouth. I wanted to slap her. I wanted to trip her. (sighs) I just can't. I felt like I needed to keep an eye on her so I would know to stay away from her. Because I feel like if I got within her bubble, anywhere close to her, the bacteria that her body is most likely riddled with will come off of her and onto me. And I can't, I can't do that. So those are two things that um, I haven't been able to stop thinking about. They haunt my thoughts pretty much every day. And I thought I would share them with you. And now let's get into scent of the week. Okay, so this week's scent of the week is from Sol de Janeiro. It is their Brazilian Crush Fragrance Mist in the scent Cherosa 71. Now, I have reviewed their original Brazilian Crush Body Fragrance Mist uh, that's since been renamed to, I think it's Brazilian Crush Cherosa 62. Yeah, Brazilian Crush Cherosa 62. Uh, If you're not familiar with Sol de Janeiro, it is a line of bath uh, body products, and they're most known for their Boom Boom Cream. And their Boom Boom Cream smells, it's got like, um, it's salted caramel and pistachio. It smells so good. And so they released their first fragrance mist, which was the Brazilian Crush Cherosa 62, and their... So their Soul Cherosa 62 perfume, um, based on just the extreme popularity of their Boom Boom cream, and both of those scents smell like the Boom Boom cream. Like everybody loves the smell, and it's delicious. Um, I I think I already mentioned I have reviewed the Brazilian Crush uh, Cherosa 62 before. It's was my first body fragrance mist from them. I don't. Th- Right now, like there, it's the only body fragrance mist outside of this new one that I wear. Um, I think it is, it just smells really good. It's just like a hot girl summer fragrance. And uh, <laughs> there, sorry, my, my husband's in here with me and I <laughs> feel like super awkward. Um, yeah, so anyway, I reviewed that one. And that's my favorite fragrance mist, especially when you layer it on top of the Boom Boom Cream. It smells really good. So my husband actually bought me, they have, they have since come out with other uh, body, body mists in the line. So the Shiroza 62 was the original. 
but they've since come out with Shiroza 40, which I saw a review on it. I haven't smelled it, but that seems to be like the fruitiest of the bunch. Uh, they have the Shiroza 71, which is the one I'll be talking about today. And they have the Shiroza 39, which is formerly their Coco Cabana cream, which I've smelled in the cream, but not in the mist. So um, today we're going to talk about Shiroza 71. Uh, as I mentioned, my husband got this for me. Um, there was one night he had had a few, uh, a, a little few, uh, a few beers to drink. And he was, talked about how he wanted to buy me some perfume. And I was like, all right. Like, I'm not going to deter you from this um, endeavor. And so he bought me La Via Belle, which, spoiler alert, I'll be discussing next week. But he also surprised me and got this Shiroza 71 because he knew I liked the the uh, Boom Boom Cream. And he knew I had the mist. So the notes in here are, you got top caramelized vanilla and sea salt. Your mid notes are toasted macadamia nut and white chocolate, and your dry down is tonka bean and coconut blossom. Now, much like the Shiroza 62, you know, the boom boom cream smell, uh, this is a gourmand. And this one is, to me, right off, it smells like salted caramel butter popcorn. And I know I've heard that the new formulation, like I've heard that I guess this used to smell like the Coco Cabana cream, but then they came out with the Shirosa 71 and then the Coco Cabana cream was reformulated. And I've heard that the Coco Cabana cream used to have the buttery popcorn smell. I don't know. I just go off of what I had like a body cream of that. And that to me, that smelled like cocoa, coconut. Um, it was very coconut, not really fruity if I'm going off memory, but more just like coconut and vanilla-y kind of. This one smells, yeah, my first impression, and it has remained because I've worn this quite a few times, is that it has a salted caramel buttery popcorn note. So right off, I would say if that doesn't sound like your jam, then you might not want to get this mist because it is very prominent and while it does settle down a little bit it doesn't go away completely so i'll just come out right now now i wouldn't say that now i like it um once on me once it's been dried down i do get a little bit more of the vanilla it's like that um that caramelized and toasted aspects of this scent kind of get kind of go away and you're just left with a nice vanilla and kind of chocolatey scent. Um, and I think that's what's causing this, this like the salted kettle corn type of thing is like the caramelized and the toasted aspects of the, of the vanilla and the macadamia nut. But having said all that, I like it. Do I like it as well as the original Shirosa 62? No, because that will always, I don't think anybody will, to be honest. Like that scent is so good. And it's just a great all-around scent. Like, it appeals to everybody. It's so sexy. It's so yummy. But I do like this one quite a bit. And I do plan to wear this, you know, for the rest of the summer. I do think it's good. In terms of projection and longevity, usually body mists, because they have the highest concentration of alcohol, you have to constantly reapply. They don't really last very long. They're not that strong. However... 
I would say this one and even the original Shirosa 62, um, for being body mists, these guys pack a punch. Now, when I first wore this one, I pretty much bathed in it. Like I was very liberal in the application. I sprayed all over myself, sprayed it down each arm. Like I I sprayed more than I usually do with perfumes, thinking that this is a body mist. It's going to settle down. I want it to last all day. My husband was still asleep. And unfortunately, the smell was so strong that it woke him up and gave him a headache. And like even two hours later, it was still because I was like, oh, it's going to settle down in a few minutes. And two hours later, I mean, it was still going pretty strong. So I have since kind of backed off the application and I'm still trying to find like the happy medium because now that I, I wear, I spray this like I would wear an actual perfume and it lasts, but it could last a little bit longer. Like I do feel the need to like, at the end of the day, if I were to go out, you know, spray this in the morning and then go out later on in the afternoon, evening, I would feel the need to reapply. Whereas when I bathed in it before I did not, but I mean, I also don't want to choke out my husband who is sensitive to, to fragrance and because this is very, very strong, especially when you first apply. So I'm still kind of experimenting with like the right amount to um, put on, but you definitely can go overboard with this. And this is not one that you need to go overboard with. Um, it will definitely like choke your loved ones out and probably will give them a headache. And like I said, it'll only make that... Uh, salted kettle corny type of vibe um even more strong like like i said that never goes away for to me that never goes away it settles down and you get a little bit more of the vanilla um but it still gets that caramelly popcorn vibe so that's the only thing i would say about this mist again uh some people love the popcorn vibe some people do not like it i think they're supposed to be a reformulation that doesn't have the popcorn vibe. I mean, we got this, I got this back in July. So this is a new bottle. It came in the repackaged Shirosa 71. Maybe that's what it smells like to my nose and somebody else might get, I've seen other people say that they get like um, macadamia, warm macadamia cookies. Uh, so maybe you might get that too. I don't know. I got popcorn vibes from this, but I'm, I'm not complaining because I think it looks, I think it smells really, really good. As far as um, pricing, the Sheriosa 62 is the only body mist that comes in the two sizes, the 240 milliliters for $32 and the 90 milliliters for 19. All of the other fragrance mists only come in the 90 milliliters. So you're looking at 19 bucks for a 90 mil spray. Not bad, to be honest, especially for the quality of the scent and the performance of it. You definitely get what you pay for. Like, I would definitely order, like, wear this, and I do, obviously, but I, the Sol de Janeiro body fragrance mists as a whole, I would pit against Bath and Body Works. Like I would wear them over Bath and Body Works any day. I think, yeah, they might be a little bit more expensive when you compare it to Bath and Body Works, but the quality is there and the performance is amazing considering that it is a body splash and not a full-on perfume. And I've even heard that the body fragrance mist and the original like Boom Boom Cream smell 
performs just as well as the actual perfume that came out, but you're spending less. Um, that people I've read that people were kind of disappointed that the actual perfume didn't last as long as they thought they would. And they thought they got similar performance from the body fragrance mist. Um, so they said, just go with, you know, most recommendations to just go with the mist. You're saving some money and getting just as good performance. So if that tells you anything, um, it should tell you that this company definitely puts, you know, puts their products are quality. Like I have not used anything from this company, whether it's the body wash, the boom, boom cream or the fragrance mist that doesn't, that I have hated. Like everything's such good quality. Everything smells really good and it will smell on you for a long time. So I definitely think if you want a fun summer scent, I consider Sol de Janeiro since like my hot girl fragrance summers because they're so sexy. They're so yummy. Um, the, you know, it's a body splash. So it comes in a plastic thing that you can throw in a beach bag or your purse and just spritz throughout the day if you need to. I definitely recommend them. It's, they're just, they're great. They're just a great, it's a great line of fragrance mists. Um, but again, you got to like gourmand for most of these, because I think with the exception, excuse me, of the 40, which is more fruit-based, the rest of these are going to be more gourmands. And for Chirosa 71, specifically, you got to not be bothered by salted caramel ke kettle corn, buttered popcorn type of thing, because that's what you get, baby. So let me know what you think about um, these fragrance mists. If you've uh, tried them, if you plan to try them, what you what do you get when you if you try the Shirosa 71 specifically? And if you get the same type of vibe that I do with the kettle corn, I'm curious. All right, so fragrance in the news. I've got two articles for you. It's uh, beauty, like the makeup world meets the fragrance world, which is actually not that uncommon, but here we go. So the first one we have is from Allure.com and it is about uh, Too Faced is coming out with its very first perfume called Better Than Sex. Uh, it is also the same name of its mascara, uh, which, as an aside, I have tried before, wasn't impressed, but people do love it, my sister included. Um, apparently, it's inspired by this vision that the Too Faced co-founder had where basically a woman and a man come together in the biblical sense. And um, the guy's like is wearing like a fresh woody cologne and then it mixes with her floral perfume. And then at the end of the night, they blow out the bedside candles and you got the smoke mingling with their, each of their perfumes. So it's kind of a little bit of everything. <clears throat> so he, so Too Faced did enlist the help of perfumer Frank Volkel. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but if you don't, haven't heard of the name, you probably have heard of his creation, Santal 33 from Le Labo. That's like one of the most, probably the most popular scent of that fragrance line. And he also created Glossier U. So he's got some heavy hitters under his name. And that's who created this perfume. So in terms of notes, they said that they didn't list every single note because they wanted you, they don't want you to be able to pick out every single note. They want you to more like have like a different experience every time you wear perfume. 
but they did list a shitload of these notes. So here's what we're gonna go into. They've got fruits, you got your fruits covered, um, passion fruit, like lychee, peach and citrus. You got your florals, specifically magnolia, jasmine, orchid and rose. And you got your earthy scents like uh, sandalwood, cedarwood, musk, amber, and patchouli. And apparently there's more than that in there, but that's all that they're saying. And according to this article, they say the first impression it gives, you get um, the florals, a very strong flowery impression. And then it turns into something a little bit softer and smokier um, with kind of a, like a clean, fresh tail end. So uh, they say it's very sexy and that was the goal, but I guess this is not, this is going to be limited edition. Like it's not going to be part like of the regular line. Uh, that's what they say. Now, beauty companies, and I know Too Faced is not uh, exempt from this. Beauty companies are notorious for releasing like makeup, like eye palettes and saying it's limited edition to get people to buy it. And then it turns out it's not limited edition. And then people who are the like the ones that run out and purchase it thinking that it's not going to be around forever get really pissed off when it is and then it goes on sale and they spent all this money um, thinking that uh, that it wasn't going to be around for long. So with that, they say it's going to be extremely limited, but something tells me, I don't know, I'm very... I am very skeptical about that just because, again, it's not uncommon for a new release to be limited in the makeup world, and then that turns out that's not the case. So we'll see. Um, it's going to be available this fall on TooFaced.com. I don't know if this will also be sold in Sephora, where a lot of Too Faced products are sold. Ulta has them as well. I don't know if this is only going to be online through their website or what. But when it comes out, it'll be $105 for 3.4 ounces, which is not bad. It's not a bad price for a um, 3.4 ounce bottle, you know, if you're paying for retail. Now, that being said, Too Faced is not like a Chanel perfume and it's not a Dior perfume, which I would be more willing to spend a hundo for that size with those names, you know, they're, they have makeup to their names, like they're good in the makeup world, but how good are they going to be in the fragrance world? I don't know. I would definitely be wanting to sample this. So I'm hoping it's going to be in at least Sephora stores, but if you like the better than sex mascara and you're curious about this fragrance, um, just keep checking TooFaced.com and then maybe Sephora this fall to see if you can find it in store. The bottle is very pretty. It's, you know, it's it goes along with the same with the kind of the the brand aesthetic that Too Faced is known for. It's kind of vintagey, pinupy. It's a pink bottle. You've got a little embellishment with like roses and stuff looks like drapes at the top and like a plastic pink crystal cap. Very cute. Um, I don't know if that's part of the reason why the perfume costs as much as it does, but um, it's cute. It's definitely a cute bottle. Uh, we'll see what it smells like, the performance and all of that. I'm just, I'm, I'm so curious to see how this is going to, to stack up, like what people are going to think about it when it comes out. Um, I do think, you know, it's got a fighting chance. Like he enlisted the a perfumer who's got, who has created two very popular 
and iconic, now iconic fragrances. So we'll see. So the second one is Fenty Beauty is coming out with its first perfume. Um, now I know Rihanna has her name on like Rebel Fleur and some other of her scents, but I believe this is the first perfume that's coming out under the Fenty Beauty brand. And this one is, do they have a name? I don't think they have a name. I don't think they have a name for it. Um, it just says that it'll, it's her first Fenty perfume. It'll be available to shop on August 10th. So in a couple more days, you'll be able to get it on FentyBeauty.com. And it's spicy and sweet. And it's inspired by places that she has traveled throughout her life and careers, including like, like so Barbados, where she's from, New York City, and Paris. And it's going to be $120. They don't have a size on it. So I don't know how much, you know, how much you'll get. Um, but this one has magnolia, musk, tangerine, and blueberry. And hints of Bulgarian rose, absolute geranium, and patchouli. It sounds like it's very going to be very pretty and very um, fruity and flowery. Maybe a little bit dark. I do love a rose and patchouli combo when it's done right. I've got several fragrances that have rose and patchouli in it. Those two just smell so good together. And yeah, um, the bottle's really classy. It's amber. So doesn't look like any of her other perfumes, you know, under the Rihanna name, like the Rebel Fleur and all of that, which are kind of like a weird triangular towery shaped bottle. Um, this one's very classy. It looks like a mixture, not quite, but the top and a little bit of the body kind of vaguely remind me of the Tom Ford private blend, even though it doesn't look the same, like it's her body looks like it, um, her body, her perfume bottle for this one. It's got more of like a um, long octagonal shape. Like it's not a perfect rectangle square like the Tom Fords are. This one has the corners are rounded. And, but the cap kind of looks the same. It looks very classy is what I'm trying to say. So it would be interesting to see how this smells. Uh, I don't like that the title, this is from page six, by the way. They were talking about how fans can smell as sexy as Rihanna. And it's like, we all know that bitch wears Love Don't Be Shy by Killian. So if you want to smell like Rihanna, that's what you need to wear. Which they did mention that. <laughs> so I don't know if she's actually going to, if that's actually going to usurp Love Don't Be Shy. Because it is very well known that that's her signature scent. But I also know, I think somebody has also commented on some something that I was reading that she does like to mix her perfumes and layer them. So who knows? Um, but I know that Fenty Beauty, I have never personally tried anything from Fenty Beauty, but I understand that it's pretty good quality from like, it gets rave reviews, pretty good quality, worth the money. Um, people don't, Every, you know, very few bad reviews on, on uh, Fenty Beauty. So I imagine that this perfume is going to be really, really good. Oh, and one thing I forgot is she worked with Louis Vuitton, LVMH, uh, the master perfumer Jacques Cavalier Bellatrude. Uh, she worked with him 
and that's who to create the scent. So they went to France and, uh, you know, worked together and figured out the perfect scent to make. So again, she's got a heavy header that's creating this perfume. So I imagine it's going to smell really, really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah. Like they just said, it's going to be August 10th. So Fintybeauty.com, August 10th. It's going to be $120. I don't know how much. Ooh, there's a link. It says buy now. Hang on. Let's see how much what we get in here. Oh, this sneaky bitch. It just says get on the list. It doesn't have, it's not, yeah, it doesn't have it. It just says get on the list to, uh, get notification when it's for sale. All right. So I still don't know the, how volume of it, but 120 bucks. It looks nice. I'm sure it's going to smell great. Um, August 10th. So as always links to the links to both of these articles will be in the show notes. I'll also link to the Fenty Beauty website in case you want to get on the list and in the show notes as well as on the blog. So you've got two ways to access these links and uh, read for yourself. All right, that wraps up this week's episode. As always, thank you for listening to me. Um, Whether you're an old, an OG listener or a new uh, visitor. I hope you stick around and listen to some of the other episodes. If you'd like to connect with me online, you can do so on Instagram. I'm at Pinot and Perfume there. I also have a blog, a WordPress blog. That's pinotperfume.wordpress.com. I usually have the show notes from Anchor on that one in a format that's a little bit easier to read because for whatever reason, Anchor likes to smush everything together after I have formatted it so nicely when I publish it. And it'll have clickable links to everything mentioned here. Um, I usually have a standalone fragrance review for Scent of the Week. Basically, it's a Scent of the Week written fragrance review. Um, I'll probably, I'll have that one up for this one there today as well at some point. If you want to email the show, you can do so. That's pinotandperfumepodcast at gmail.com. And if you have the Peloton exercise app, um, you can connect with me there. Obviously, it's not going to be perfume related, but if you just want to follow me and be workout buddies, I'm hashtag Pino and Perfume there as well. And finally, if you love Emily in Paris or you love to hate Emily in Paris, um, my friend Jen and I co-host a podcast it is an Emily in Paris recap podcast called Savoir Shade. That's also on Anchor and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Uh, right now, we've got all of season one up. Uh, we're on. We've been on hiatus for quite a while because, as you can imagine, uh, things got delayed with COVID. So I think they're still filming now. Anyway, when season two, whenever that is up, we will. Uh, start recapping those episodes but for now you can listen to all of season one we go on some real tangents fyi but it's a good time so with that being said i'm gonna let you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend i hope that whatever you are doing you are having fun you are being safe but most importantly you are smelling good bye
Pinot and Perfume is hosted and produced by yours truly, Sarah Chacon. Theme music is Around the Bend by Evan Schaefer.